Well, there, there's a reason we call it death piles and taxes. It's because i got a whole load of stuff that I just need to list, and I haven't been doing it. Well, Adam, you're not alone. That's why people are listening right now. I know that they're just tiptoeing around them death piles all around their houses and apartments. It's real fun to buy, but it kind of stinks to sell. So what can I do about it, buddy? Well, you're in luck. Uh, we partnered with a great company called Sellhound. And what they're going to do is they're going to list all your death piles for you. They'll do the work for you. Oh, I love it when people do the work for me. How do I get in on that deal? Well, first off, they're going to let you try it. First two are free on the house. After that, man, they got simple plans. They're just going to make it easy. You take a few pictures, you send it over to them, and they do all the work. That sounds really too easy. And I've used it myself. It's awesome. D-Roy, what do our listeners have to do to take advantage of this? Just do Death Piles 25, Death Piles, all capital letters, at the end when you're signing up for your payment. And you'll save 25% off whatever plan you go with. That sounds awesome. Get on there, start listing, start selling so you can go out and buy some more stuff. Time of the week is right now. Oh, are we starting? Death piles and taxes. We're, we're doing this. We are doing this for sure. Your podcast about making money online and paying less in taxes. Hey, let me say congratulations for your. We were a little premature last week, and your your episode hadn't aired. We didn't time that out quite right. But Adam was on with uh, Uncle Griff over at the eBay for Business podcast. The big boys. I'm guessing now that we have some new listeners that uh, heard you over there and came to see what all the hubbub was about. I know we have some new so, listeners. No, no pressure, but you got to break it this week, Adam. I, I will tell you, shout out to the uh, few people that reached out to us on the website. We got a little chat in there. Um, trying to bring some wayward uh, fellow people who sell online back into the fold by paying their taxes on time. Yeah, Sometimes people think that they... Uh, it's so difficult they just forget about it and they don't want to pay for, I don't know, 18, 19, or 20. you got to still pay your taxes. Set it and forget it is what I say to do with listings, not your taxes. <laughs> That's a good point. So, uh, Can I come right out of the gate with a, a bolo? Yeah, as I'm saying, you got to bring it this week. No one knows who I am. No one cares. So let's, let's go. I am going to say we haven't brought up any bolos in a while, but D-Roy, if I could say, Derek, I'm going to let you uh, buy something for, I don't know, $5.00. And I'm going to let you uh, turn around and sell for about $67. Is that something you'd be interested in? I'd buy you out of stock. I'd buy you out of inventory. Well, I almost did that, but Robinhood shut down my account, and I could only buy so much Dogecoin. Oh, oh you're, going, you're going crypto as your bolo? Dogecoin. No. I thought you had something that we could sell on eBay. Oh, I'm just saying. Well, I, I thought think, we, were, we were reselling. I think eBay's going to get into the crypto game. I think They, they might take like, it as a payment. I don't think you're going to be able to flip it on there. Well, all I'm saying is, man, I found you a BMW. I saw that. I did see that. I have enough Dogecoin to buy that BMW, but I'm not in the market for a new car. Then you sell the BMW for cash dollars. Yeah, I, I, I can see what you're saying. Then I'd be reselling. Then I'd be flipping. See, there you go. It's all about There was a local classified, or maybe it's Facebook Marketplace, and guy was selling his, his car for, uh, oh, Adam's going to crack it. 
I'm, I'm having him do 30. Selling some BMW for, uh, what was it, 1700 17000 Dogecoins. And if you got it at the good time, it was a nickel. If you got it in a bad time, it was $0.68. Cents. Either way, that's not a horrible that's price. Great price. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not big in. Maybe uh, maybe brother-in-law Colbert could give us the uh, auto advice. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm just saying. That's an opportunity. Well, this time when this does air, tax time is about over. So if you have not made your payments yet, which speaking of, did you send off your... Well, you only owed a dollar. Your tax guy did great. So yeah. don't forget to send that dollar. I was hoping I'd get that dollar back. I So what happened is I owed more than a dollar. Well, yeah, it was net dollar. I had to pay the, the uh, government, the federal government... Uh, X amount of money, and then uh, I got back uh, from the state yeah. uh, X amount, and it, it came to a dollar. So I had to send a check for a dollar. And, and that's a good point because a lot of people think, oh, they'll, they'll just pay that. No, no, that's not how the government works. They they do not swap do swapsies with each other. So if you owe one place and you're getting a refund from the other place, you better just go ahead and take care of that, Leroy. Yeah, it's it's done, um, paid and accounted for. I can tell you one thing. I'm getting a little bit closer to have some listings done. I got to have some more stuff in my store so I can start making the big doll hairs. We start making some money. We we've been listing. We got the top secret. Uh, I'll just say we got a top secret thing. Me and Adam are working on. We're always working on something, but this is this has potential. Stealth mode. So we'll just leave it at that for now. I don't want to get in any trouble. Like your, your buddy, uh, the coach, said, uh, we are a believer out to the West Desert boys. <laughs> We're uh, with some West, West Desert boys, and we uh, we see things flying here in the future. That's right. I also had a major announcement. I don't know how I've ever put this together, but uh, Adam Beasley and his, and his sister, Pam Beasley, is one of my favorite characters on The Office. Yeah. I, you, I, your relation, somehow, she was a lot nicer than you ever thought to be. And I never put that one together. You not see my Dunder Mifflin paper back I'm just, there? I'm just saying, I've been listening to some office podcasts and stuff. I've been doing a lot of driving. And uh, the name Pam Beasley and Adam Beasley just clicked to me because we always just called you Prumpy. And I thought, huh. That's true. There you go. Um, that has nothing to do with uh, reselling at all, which you'll learn this podcast. We, we go on tangents every now and again. But uh, we're always there to entertain and make you some money. But if you are any kind of office uh, in, in the word, like you're really good at it, Fan. Yes, but there's like a bigger word. Fanatic. Yes. Um, <laughs> sell that stuff, man. There, there's some office stuff that's worth uh, crazy money. If you want to do a really good gift for somebody, uh, D-Roy hit us up with one of these. We had our buddy Mick Foley on the other day. Cameo's a good spot to uh, get any of your favorite office characters to uh, sh- throw a shout-out for somebody for their birthday. Mother's Day is this week. That's true. You don't want to be... Now, by the time you're listening to this, you're just realizing, hey, Mother's Day's either the next day yeah. or the day you're listening. It might be time to move a little quick and get yes. mom something. Don't don't forget. You don't want to be that kid. Don't forget. Which, speaking of, ooh, we got to have Denny Everett on for the Father's Day special. Yeah, you, you, better, you better book that. I will book that. I'll you know, sure. you know, I get told no by family members when I ask them to come on the show anymore. That's true. So, uh, let me ask you this question, Adam. So, for Mother's Day, obviously, you get your mother something. Do you buy Do you buy your wife something? Absolutely. What would you say to somebody like, I don't know, let's say we have a friend. We'll just call them Friend A, I'm assuming. Okay. And Friend A says, well, she's not my mother. She's the mother of my children. But she didn't give birth to me. I'm not getting her anything. Well, you tell that Friend A he's a moron. And if he wants to sleep on the couch, he better repent and change his ways. 
Okay, I'll, I'll pass on the. Pass on I, the I info. mean, it, what does it do for? Like, who cares? Just think that you're spending a little bit of money for a lot of bit of happiness. So just go out and buy some flowers. Like, I mean, I'm all for making something. You know, last year I got my wife this. Um, you know, it personalized. It had the, our kids' names and their dates of birth on it. So really fun. So uh, don't forget the holiday and. There's a lot of nice things on eBay that you can buy for Mother's Day. I did that a couple of years ago for my mom, found uh, something that you know she really liked, and I bought it on eBay. Was it a flower? No. Okay. It was a plaque that, that said her grandma. I think, I think you, uh, and you told us about that, if I remember correctly. It'd be uh, available in the archives if it's up. Um, still trickling out the episodes. I apologize. I know there's some confusion there, but um, you'll get a new episode and several uh, might be new to you throughout the weeks. Yeah. Well, all I can say is you're doing something right, because we are getting record number of downloads. Record. Well, I know what I'm doing right, and I'll tell you off the air, because I don't want to spoil the magic. Oh, wow. There's a lot of things going on, because we are, uh, every single day, and man, I was going to look at them. We have some unfathomable number in, in a different country. I think I counted the other day, there's like 69 different countries that we have been downloaded in. So That's a unique amount of countries. Sprickensee Deutsch... Uh, I don't know, I better not say anything. Yeah, you don't want to lose any of those. I don't want to lose any of those good listeners. I might have to go to one of those countries to live now if we're, we're accepting maybe <laughs> I'll become, you know, mayor, king, uh, president, something like that. I know you've been getting into this. Uh, it's going to be yardy season. We're, we're trying Ooh. to get things listed for eBay. What are you doing right now? I know that it's kind of a rough season for you. How do you prep what you're going to list? I guess that's one of the listeners. They've been asking me, like, what am I supposed to do? How do I get in that listing mode? Well, you have to uh, it's you have to make time for it, right? Because it's like anything. If you just say, I'm going to get to it, I'm going to get to clearing out the sink, I'm going to get to doing the dishes, I'm going to get to mowing the lawn. If you don't put a, a, a actual date and a goal on that, like I mow the lawn Thursday mornings or Thursday, I you know I, I clear the dishes after I'm done eating, or I, I vacuum at the end of the day, or, or whatever your routine is. Listing has to become part of a routine. It can't just be something that you get to when you get to. So maybe it's Sunday morning. I wake up at 6 or when I get out of bed. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to list for you know 20 minutes, an hour. Um, maybe it's when you come home from work at night. I have a half hour free time. Or after the kids go to bed, I'm going to list till midnight. Whatever that is, you got to come up with a, uh, a routine so that you just do it. Because if not... We all know we're going to get to it, and then, hey, this movie's on. It's pretty funny. Hey, I need to go to bed because I need to wake up in the morning. Hey, i got a meeting to get to. Oh, uh, I haven't listed for a while. Hey, I'm going out thrift shopping. Hey, I have to hit yard sales on Saturday. And you'll just keep putting it off. So it's one of those things, just like anything in life. It's not – some people love it. I know it's not people in this room, and I know it's not a lot of people, but some people, that's where they shine. They don't really like the finding – they, they might like a treasure hunt here and there, but they really like the details, putting in the items, doing that process. A lot of us aren't that way, so we have to be disciplined. It is a job. Uh, in order to make money at it, you have to list, and you have to set aside a block of time, whenever that is for you. And that's the nice thing. You're your own boss. You only have to be accountable to yourself and maybe a spouse or, or whatever, but you have to be accountable. And if you can't hold yourself accountable, you're going to have some problems. It's kind of like a diet or whatever. I mean, I, I, Husky section talking here. Yes. I'm not going to have any cookies or I'm not going to go get me a snack or an ice cream cone. And then you drive by and like, well, maybe I'm just going to get a small ice cream cone and not a large. You have to 
getting getting that habit that this is when you list. And when you do it, you have to be serious about it. You put on your podcast, you're listening to Death Piles and Taxes, you're listening to your Randy Travis Best of CD, you're listening to whatever you're listening to. And and once you get in that mindset and that groove, I find that if you put a lot of things together, like, I mean, I've talked a lot about listing cards. Okay, I'm just doing cards today. Maybe I'm just doing basketball cards. I'm just doing T-shirts. I'm just doing um, soccer cleats, whatever it is. You focus on that, and then it's a lot easier to get into a groove and a flow, and your couple hours are up or whatever, half day's done, whatever, and then you can move on to your next project, but you have to devote the time. Yeah, and it, once you get into it, it's like, well, it's not as bad as you think it is, and I know it, it's that's kind of counterproductive, like you can't make money unless it's listed, so um, hopefully uh, that's what you're, you know, ultimately it's to make money, I, I think. I mean, that's the goal, right? Even if it's just a hobby seller and you're just doing a little bit, maybe you just want to fund a trip to the you know, the beach or the water park in the summer, or maybe you just want to buy those ice cream cones, right? But an extra couple bucks is an extra couple bucks, and that adds up. So you just got a list, and you got to know, okay, this is probably $7 or $20. If I list, you know, five of these in an hour, that's whatever, $100 an hour, whatever that yep. number is, and that, that kind of can motivate a person when you're like, okay, it's just... Uh, a box of old uh, kids' clothes or, or whatever, and you're like, oh, that's kind of junky, or I kind of just don't want to deal with it today. But then if you think about it, and you're like, hey, I list all that, you know, that's going to be $500 right there. $300. If I can do that in an hour, that's $500 an hour. I mean, I would walk on uh, hot asphalt for 100 yards for, for if there's $500 at the end, they say you just have to do it for, you know, 10, 15, whatever minutes. I'm going to try I mean, I might not make it, but I'm going to try. And it, it's a lot easier to sit in my air-conditioned house and uh, put a few pictures up on eBay to so, do that same amount. So if we were to collectively put together a pool, we'll plan the, the boys' trip to Vegas, and let's see if we can get D-Roy to walk across the uh, the strip there uh, barefoot in uh, you know the hot asphalt. I mean, if there's you know five to eight hundred dollars, oh, definitely oh, oh, five to eight hundred. Well, whatever, we'll see what it is. I, I mean, sometimes there's women's clothing, sometimes there's a Luka Doncic's uh, cards. Oh, okay. I mean, there's there's a variety. I think five hundred dollars. I'm gonna give it. No, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'll do it. You I'll, I'll try it. I mean, you could, you could throw out the kids' Legos. No, for for a certain fee, I will try to walk over those. Now, whether I make it or not, or whether I, I uh, you know curse so much that your kids can't watch is a different story. But you, you best guarantee there's certain money that uh, dollar figures that motivates me. And when I'm looking at my death pile, I'm like, oh, I got that for $3. I got that for $4. And you're just like, okay, you do some math for, okay, that's $10, whatever. You know, you get a few things. That's not so much motivation, but I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to list that for $50. I'm going to list that for 25 Okay, $75 is going to get my butt moving a little faster than 10 uh, And we always know, too, is it's eBay's got this weird algorithm. Like, if you feel like your store is kind of stagnant, if you're not making money, usually the big pick-me-up is start listing some new things. You start listing some new things, maybe some of your older stuff, you put it up a little sell. Um, you know, you, send out the offers. You send out some offers, you tweak your shipping a little bit, uh, maybe you change the words in your title, how they're laid out a little bit. And it's weird, it's kind of like, uh, I went to Tijuana a few years back, Adam, I think we talked about this at some point. You've been to Tijuana. I have been to Tijuana. So, me and my family, we, we go over to Tijuana, me and, me and Danny and uh, my mom and uh, brother and my wife, a few people go on over, and we're as gringo as it gets. I mean, don't speak any, uh, barely, I can barely say uh, no habla. I mean, cerveza. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, yeah, uh, that way. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm just not 
cultured in that way. I can't speak the language. Try as I might, if I try to, I'd butcher it and be even more insulting. You know, I have that, that, that weird accent and I'm from, you know, so I'm not even going to try. But anyways, we get over there and uh, we get in a taxi cab and, you know, we fit you know, 20 of us in a, in a five-passenger bus like a, like a clown car and we say, take us to, I forget whatever the street is, but we have the street out when we're like pronouncing it Riviera or something, you know, Riviera town or, or however it goes. And, you know, the guy's laughing, five bucks, he takes us a couple of miles, but we can fit in, you know, as many people as we can fit in. He's happy. We get there. And they have the little shops. And what Tijuana is known for is obviously bargain hunters and shopping and haggling and that kind of a thing and a few other things, but this is what we're here for. Uh, so we go to the shops, and we're there pretty early. You know the Everett Bunch. Oh, yeah, I, like to get, I like to get there early, and I like to get there, you know, so you have a good time to enjoy yourself. You're yeah. not rushing. There's not a large crowd. You're able to get the whole experience in. So we get there, and it's like, you know, 10 a.m. or something like that. The shops are just opening. Yeah. Now, a lot of the shopkeepers are trying to make that first sell yeah, because they say dollars. the first sell is good luck. Is what I mean, they got their stick to. I get it. It's a whole, you know, you come in, we're going to talk you up, and, you know, we'll make you some offers. It's kind of like an eBay of sorts, but it's their own marketplace. And they get that first sell, and they say it's good luck, and then they'll get more sales throughout the day. Well, going back to what we're talking about with eBay, you get that first sell for whatever. You tweak the algorithm, you list things, whatever. It seems you get that first sell. And it doesn't just stop at one item. Before you know it, you probably have two or three, maybe five things throughout the day. But it yeah. takes that first sell. So whether that's putting out offers or however it works, open up your little Tijuana, you know, uh, store, get the gringos to come in. Uh, maybe you charge me a little bit. Maybe you give me a good deal. I don't know. It's true. I, I got my belt with my name on it, <laughs> and I came home happy. And, and, and uh, the same with my store, right? Maybe somebody offers me a little less for something that I want to take, but I'm like, hey, if this kicks in the algorithm, I'll take a little bit of a kick now to, to sell a few more items on the backside. You just brought up a good point, and I think it is called that. You know, like the uh, the cowboy tie, you know, it's got like the little drawstrings, and it's usually got like a scorpion in the Oh, middle. yeah, that's a, it's a bolo tie, right? That's a bolo. <laughs> that's what I thought. It was. That's a bolo. Yeah. I used to uh, go to church. I, uh, when I was a young kid, I had a bolo. <laughs> that's, uh, uh, yeah, that's telling you. There you go. I think I had a little eagle with uh, some turquoise in it, if I remember right. Well, if you get in Tijuana, it's got the scorpion. Well, I think this one I bought, been bought from uh, the Navajo Nation. I'm not 100% sure. That's that's a different We, we did some traveling. This is as uh, uh, a family. The bolo tie. There hey, that's a kid. Because everyone says bolo, the bolo tie. That's, uh, you bolo know, the, the pirates on our ship are rocking that bolo, man. <laughs> well, I, I threw it off when you said uh, your name on the back of the belt. I, I did remember Tijuana. Like I said, I have been there. It is like the haggle. Derek's more into the haggle. I'm not, I'm just kind of a straightforward, tell me what it is. That's that uh, what I like to be. And that's true, but when you come to yard sales, so... So maybe you're more of a thrift guy because you go there, that's the prices, and you can't haggle, but it's a little more awkward, and that's yeah. just kind of what it is. When it gets to be yard sale season, and, and you're there, man, you got to, I mean, it, it's your time to shine, and I think I'm a haggler, and I thought it's pretty good, but then, like, going back to a couple episodes ago, you know exactly where I'm going. We took uh, Mr. Painter, the, the Husky section, the third member of the show, uh, I mean, and he, uh, he, he gave a clinic on how to haggle. He's our MBP. So, uh... Whenever I have some uh, negotiations or whatever, I, I have the shark, who's my brother, who uh, doesn't want to come on the show. Well, he never said he's the shark. 
I said, you know, you should come on. We want to talk about negotiating cars. Because he'll, he'll go for fun, or he did before he was married and stuff, to car dealerships just to see what kind of prices he could get and to make the salespeople uncomfortable. And he had some great deals. He called me once and said, hey, are you interested in the whatever? I forget what the vehicle was. And uh, An old Stratus. Something. I mean, you know, it was better than that. That was what I was currently rocking. And he's like, you know, are you interested in this? And I'm like, well, why? And he's like, I've talked him down $4,000. I'm understanding. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, I'm about ready to leave, but if you want it, you know, it's, it's here. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, I just decided to come over after work, and, you know, just just to know, just, negotiate, just, just, just do some haggling. So I, I have the shark and I have painter, so I'm somewhere in the middle, but I've definitely had some masters there. Um, but no, you go to, like, you know, there's certain places where haggling is acceptable, and not only that, but it's expected. So uh, the price is built in that way that you go to a yard sale or you go to maybe a Tijuana or whatever, and they ask $10, they're really helping to get, you know, seven to five. And then they're, uh, you know, if they get eight, they're feeling great. If you walk away with four, you got a deal, depending on how that dance goes. Same kind of with eBay with your make offers, right? I might put up something for $100. I'm really looking for 70 to 75 Somebody pays above that, that's fine. But if they come in at, you know, 65 60 depending on what I bought it at, they might just get a good deal to get that algorithm rolling or just because I'm tired of having it in the back room. I guess I, I sometimes forget when I go in and I set up, uh, you know, some of my items. You know, I'll put it, make an offer, and I'll put it at, at a dollar amount, and then I'll like, oh, somebody offered me. Well, that's just a slap in the face, you know, because they do it to see what your minimum offer is. I'm like, yeah. why did they set that at my minimum offer? I'm not taking that garbage. Yeah, get that trash out. Of oh, I've had a few of those where I'm like, wait a minute, that sold, and then like look at the price. I'm like, how did that sell? What was I? What was I doing? That was a that was somebody. So I you have to set up on an auto accept for the orders. Offers above some ninety-five percent of them. I do have an auto accept just oh. because I don't want to get that one dollar, two dollar, five dollars oh, all the way up to wherever you have that set at. So I guess it is the hack. I like doing that. I I've lost a lot of deals because I'm like Nelson. <laughs> I did the same thing that you did. You said the other day. I can't remember. It was like a sixty-five dollar item, and they offered you know fifty, and then I says, well, I want sixty, and then they say fifty-one, and then I'll say. I don't know, 57, and then they'll say 52, and then I'll say 63. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, go way back up on it. Just kind of messing with it. That's the way, well, you know, you get so many offers, but a lot of the times they'll say, okay, you know, where are you at? I'm like, well, I'll take 65 or whatever, you know, and they'll come back and, yeah, the 55, and then I'm like, well, 70 now. Yeah. And like, wait a minute, dude, you're going the wrong way. I'm like, no, no, I'm not. This is a negotiation. If you're going to go $10 below, I'm going to go, you know, for a masking price or whatever, and it, it really does depend on the item because there's some things where I'm like, uh, you make any offer right now, well, this is yours. I, I got it for, you know, $10 down at the Wiggly Piggly and I, I just need to move it. But there's other things where you're like, okay, I overpaid for this. I at least need to break even. And, you know, when you set a price, sometimes you think you're sitting on gold and it just isn't. Or sometimes you're like thinking you got a good deal and you didn't. And you have to, I mean... You're not in the business to lose money, right? No one's on eBay saying, let me ship this halfway across the country and lose some money on this thing and have a customer that might say got broken transit, all that kind of stuff. So, But you have to look at it, too. Most of the time on your stuff that you're selling, it's already paid for. So it's, uh, you know, it's a sunk cost. It's already gone. Basically, it's, it, you know, whatever you sell it for is what you're going to make. So sometimes it depends on what you're trying to do. Are you trying to clean out your store? Are you trying to, you know... That's one thing. People talk about, well, I'm not selling anything. Well, are you selling the right things? That's that's, that's the, the thing. If you're not selling anything, either 
your prices are too high or you're buying the wrong thing or you're shipping. There's a lot of people that if you go and look at their shipping, the prices are just too high. And I understand you say, well, I got to pad it, I got to package it, I got to do all this thing. Yes, you do. But if you're charging $10 to ship an item at $17, yeah. who's going to pay that? That needs to be a maximum of probably 5 to $8 down. If it's a couple hundred dollars, then yeah, you're going to have to pay up for it. But uh, kind of like we said before, when you buy the item is actually where you get that. I mean, you have to listen to all that, but that's where the profit is made, right? Yeah. That's where your margins are going to be because that's your buy price. So if you're buying an item and you got for, like Adam was saying earlier, $6 and you can sell it for 65 that's great, and you've already made that profit. You just need to get it listed. If you're buying the same item for $50 and selling for $65, a lot tighter to do that. So when you're out doing the thrift store thing or you're out at the yard sales or, or wherever you're getting your merchandise, remember that is just because it sells. Because uh, when we all start, we're like, well, if I can sell this item for $10, I make $10 off of it, and I get 100 of them. You know, that's pretty good money. That ends up, I can buy that. But you're not thinking about, I have to store it, I have to list it, I have to ship it, I have to cover insurance in some cases, I get returns. I mean, that $10 margin can shrink pretty fast on eBay fees, PayPal fees. So build yourself in a pretty good cushion on that. Well, I'm done with the PayPal fees. They made me switch to the managed payments. I was probably one of the last people. I, I just kind of set it and forget it, and I yep. liked it. And because then I had money in my PayPal and it was easy to transfer, but now I'm on the managed payment system. I'm, I'm liking the managed payment. I haven't heard a lot of people uh, not so happy about it. My guy, so uh, I always say a few episodes back. A few episodes back means the last six months to me, <laughs> right? And then after that, I'll be like, well, maybe a year ago. It could be anywhere from a year to when we started the podcast. So, And the hard part is, is there, we, we had a, uh, a scuffle with, uh, with Spotify, just like some of the... You know, like I said, we've said it for Joe Rogan and I, we're on the same, uh, you know, level here. He makes about, I don't know, $100 million more than us a year. Just a couple more zeros. But we had some issues, and they, they gave us a, a cease and desist. Eight more zeros? Uh, it was several. Okay. It was several. I'm trying to do some, some thinking. Some, some quick math. Um, so, anyway, we, we have a lot of episodes. I mean, I think this is, like, episode probably, like, in the 150s. Uh, I think we're about 140s. Yeah, somewhere in there. Somewhere, somewhere in there. So... In the way back machine, we used to say, but uh, yeah, yeah, who knows now? Well, well, with your Wednesday wisdoms, they count. Yeah, they're all on YouTube. You know, you can find it. But yeah, Derek was saying that in the way back machine, in the last six months, that we had a conversation where I was saying uh, I was, this guy was selling a bunch of these wrestling cards at uh, Fire Cell because they were going to make him flip over to uh, the managed payments, and he just did not want to do it. Well, come to find out, homeboy, uh, it was a, it was a bit of a I got a bunch of stuff from him at a good rate, right? And so he turns around and says, of course, well, I want this and this from you, and I'll give you a pretty good deal, but it's just for my personal collection. I thought, whatever, he gave me a pretty good deal. I made him a, I made him a deal, not a killer deal, but a pretty good deal on some cards, right? And so a couple months later, I get looking. It must have been a few months because it's been a couple months. Maybe it's a few weeks later. And he's got it for sale, and he's got it for sale for like a pretty good price. And uh, I sold him. There was three cards. It doesn't matter what it is because no one knows but me and him, basically of the same person, and I had all three of them that were in existence graded. He bought one for me uh, a while a while before, and he got this one for about the same price, so I still have one that I'm jacking sky high on the price, and he, he kind of priced this one up, and so I, I sent him a, a w, WTH is going on, buddy. I thought I gave you this pretty good deal. I thought you were getting out of the game on this fire <laughs> cell 
that we just bought half your store from you. And I understand you gave me a good deal, but you said this was personal collection stuff. Oh, yeah, I'm not really selling it. It's just up there until I can get some more of my stuff. Over. This is big, a long story. I thought, whatever, dude. Like, it's his item. I get it. He bought it for me. He can do whatever he wants with it. If he wants to run over with a bulldozer, if he wants to dip it in gold and sell it for a million dollars. But I thought, next time you come barking, and you will because I know what I have coming back, you're not getting any discount. Matter of fact, that negotiation goes, oh, it's you. That's $50 more for me. I mean, you know how it goes. So uh, be careful how you do business out there. And the same, I know if I'm going to him, I might get treated the same. But it was just that just kind of caught me off guard. He didn't want to go and not manage payments one bit. And then uh, he was selling off most of his store at a deep discount. And then now he's in there. It's not that bad. I mean, it, it's it's not even that big of an adjustment. They just, it's it just uh, yeah. They send it to your bank account. They have a few other things, but it was instead of going to PayPal and clearing it out, it's just one less step the way I see it. But yeah, if you're buying stuff on PayPal, your uh, little free money stash is, is disappearing. It is, it is gone. So shout out to a friend of the show, my favorite first, your second favorite, Brian. He sold some more Marvel cards, like eighty two bucks. He's he's getting up there, and it was an SGC one, so. Uh, getting into it, like I so said, we talk a lot of just all kinds of different items that kind of morph, but movie memorabilia is pretty hot right now. And anytime you can get it in a card format, um, because it's small, portable, you know, it's easy to display. So if you've got into that, I've got into some pretty unique, um, got some Beatles cards, uh, you know, they're really rare, like in the early 60s, my Barbara Streisand, I'm getting ready to send that one off. I think that's going to go. I, I hate to tell you this, Adam, and you are on top of it, but I've seen people starting with these, uh, you have these country gold cards. I've seen other card sellers who are starting to move on that and our rock, rock and roll cards. I know that you have your, your Megadeth and uh, your ACDC. So you might be a little ahead of the game, but the game is catching up. The problem is, is the bigger we go, the more people listen. I mean, if you want to really go through, and, and that's why I love it, we can mark our success, we can mark our failures. I mean, there's. We were talking Jordan stuff long before the Michael Jordan thing, the, the whatever, the Last Dance. We were talking Tiger Woods long before the Tiger Woods. Uh, we've been talking about uh, selling tickets. I mean, well, in fairness, I mean Michael Jordan and, and Tiger Woods have been pretty popular before our podcast ever came into existence. Well, but well, yes, that has, they have shot up since we've been. I'll take the credit for it. I can just see people now saying, yeah, Derek and, and Adam think that they created Michael Jordan's success in the uh, in the card market, you know? We did get a, <laughs> uh, in, the, in the group text, somebody said Jordan pushed off. They've got a sticker on the back of their card. If you live in Utah, you know Jordan pushed off. The rest of the world, it means nothing to you, and he's the greatest of all time. We're not here to debate that. Because uh, he is. There's no, there's no debate. And uh, Tiger pushed off, too, on the, one of those putts. Tiger, man, I... I told you I'm working on a Tiger project. That one I'm keeping in the bag. Until well, that's the thing. So if you go back and listen, if you can find the early episodes where they will shortly be coming out, um, we used to say exactly what we were buying yes. and uh, talking about bolos and stuff, and we'll still throw some out. I have a bolo um, just because I'm too busy to, to move on it. I'll share here later in the show. But uh, now we do put some things on YouTube of what we're getting and why we're getting it. But for the most part, if you're not looking there... If you'll chat us up, I mean, we're not going to be those kind of guys that are just like, well, figure it out for yourself. 
I mean, we'll talk with anybody. We're here to help. There's a lot of money to be made. And there's a lot to go around, but we're not just going to sit here on the show and just give out free advice for the little uh, looky-loos that are just sitting there in the corners, not giving us our five-star reviews to go and, and snag and, uh, and uh, you know, <laughs> make all of our money. It's like the people, like, they, I had a couple people call, especially right now for tax stuff. They call, and I'm like, who are you, and what are you looking for? They want, like, free tax of us. I'm like, no, no, I'm not telling you what to do. I don't care what you did on TurboTax. I'm not going to tell you how to fix it. Yeah, I, that's not that's not how it works. If I come to your, you know, job there at McDonald's, I guess I do get to tell you how to make it my way. But <laughs> the most of us... Hey, that's Burger King. I'm oh, sorry. That was some... some uh, I just had some the other day. It was, I some key infringement. It was good. Nothing wrong with that. I wasn't making fun of the people working the fast food either. Just saying that most jobs, you can't just come and get the free advice and, and not have to pay. you you got to pay for the advice. Pay. pay to play. And speaking of that, we better pay for a few things right here. So let's catch some uh, words from our sponsors. Adam, my taxes are done. The season's over. I can just go on vacation and not have to see you again for another year. Well, yeah, because you're never going to have to file your taxes again unless it's another year away. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot about that. They're part. never going away. So here at Adam Up Accounting, we're glad to help you during tax time. But if you're also a larger seller, if you uh, need to run payroll, if you really want some help running those uh, bookkeeping reports, because I know how good you are at that, uh, we're happy to help you. We have uh, really good affordable monthly plans on these uh, higher seller, um, you know, you're running it like a business, you've got some good amount of income, we'd be happy to take care of you so that your uh, accounting needs are taken care of. Well, I don't want to talk to you, though. I don't want to call up and just get some office off in, you know, New Brunswick or somewhere. <laughs> hey, we're here. You can message us on our website, shoot us uh, a message on social media. We'd be glad to help you out, kind of tell you what options we have so that you can be more organized and teach you and help you make more money and pay less to Uncle Sam. What's your website and where do I find you on social media then, my friends? Everything's Adam Up Accounting. Uh, you can look us up there on our website. You can follow us, get some Wednesday wisdom. We try to give you some tips. You can also link through the uh, podcast, Death Files and Taxes. Get those taxes uh, taken care of so you have more time to make money elsewhere. Hey guys, it's uh, D. Roy Everett and Adam Beasley from the Death Piles and Taxes podcast that you're listening to right now. Your favorite account, I know. It's the greatest thing in the whole world. A lot of you've been asking what you can do to help the podcast out, and seriously, all we want is a review. Yeah. Hopefully, it's a five star review, but if not, be fair, uh, at least a four. We know you're listening. So we see the numbers. We're all over the world. Like I said, it's just we see it. We appreciate everyone listening. Help us get a little higher up there. Help us uh, get more new Absolutely. listeners. The algorithms, people can help find us out, and it really does help. So if you can go to Apple iTunes, that's where a lot of you are already listening, or, or wherever you're listening. Spotify, Apple, you know, all of these different things. They're all out. Wherever you listen, give us a... You don't even have to write a review. Just give us five stars. If you want to give us a review, that's cool, too. We appreciate it. And keep listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Well, that's some Cinco de Mayo magic right there on the break. Well, Adam, for you and me, that makes sense. For the people listening, they're thinking, that's been a little, that's been a few days ago. Well, that's the day we're recording on, and that's the important thing, so. Now that's all that matters. That is it. Adam's getting some pretty good, po- he showed me some emails coming through. You're getting some love from the uh, the podcast and uh, the other podcast. The big bats are getting swung around. You're, you're getting some uh, inquiries, and I'm like, hey, we need some of these people on the show, Adam. When people email. Make it happen. And Derek's like, I know who that, how do you, 
That guy's calling you? You mean that guy is going to call you? You need to have that guy on the podcast. Get him before he does his event. Get them before they do their research, Adam. Before <laughs> they figure out who, what you've done. You know, when I, when I look, I'm really good at what I do. I, I just am. Because right? I've done it long enough. Um, it's weird when you think about what reselling, you know, is. If you're just a normal, you know, Joe Blow off the street saying, hey, you know, I sell stuff online, and you go into... X amount of tax preparation places. Um, there aren't a lot of people that know exactly what you're going through. And I, I just had this situation with a client. They've got a couple rental homes. They lived overseas. And while they're there, she started an online business uh, selling packets online, educational packets. And she killed it. Killed it. And, and you think about your business sometimes and you forget the expenses that you, you you had that you didn't know about. You know, I, I would talk about, well, where did you do your work from? She's like, well, I'd drop my daughter off and I'd go to McDonald's because that's the only place they had Wi-Fi. I'm like, well, you're right. Did you spend money? Well, yeah, not a whole lot. But I says, well, that dollar menu adds up. How many times did you do it? She's like, well, two to three times a week. And then at the end, I was doing it every single day. I'm like, well, you're probably spending five to eight dollars. She's like, yeah, because I felt bad to sit there using the Wi-Fi. I'm like, well, that's an expense. How did you get there? You don't think Ronald and Grimace know that, do you? Well, you know, we were we, we took a tax. And I'm like, well, that's tax deductible. So all of these things that you may not know about, if you find the right professional, they will kind of lead you in the right direction. That's that's kind of that's been my um, the way I play the game, and I know other places they don't necessarily do that. They just go off of what you give them. But that's why I'm here. That's why really good professionals they help help you save money and really get into the right path so you pay less in taxes. Well, and that's the thing is so from my vantage point, not the tax person, but I think there's a couple of things. One, you tell somebody you're a reseller, they think that you're saying that you're uh, homeless or unemployed and uh, that you're covered in syphilis. You're trying to make it a little extra money. Well, probably not, but maybe depending on what your previous employment is, that might be where you're at at that point. Adam's got a mouthful of dice and I was trying to make him laugh. Did not happen. But uh, the other thing is, so when it comes to taxes, right, I know that I can write off things. I've heard this my whole life. You know, you hear, oh, they do this, they write off that. Um, either you're going to be really uh, brazen and think that you know what you're doing and get yourself in trouble trying to do it yourself and write off more than you're allowed to, or you're going to be way too cautious and you're going to say, well, yeah, I can write off mileage, but I, I'm going to put it in half because I don't want to get audited, right? So... You go and you find the right somebody, like I found it. Well, I knew Adam, but I got to have him do my taxes versus me trying to do it on QuickBooks or, or whatever, you know, dot .com. Yeah, yeah. And uh, whatever I was doing. And there's a point where it doesn't make sense for you to continue doing it yourself anyways. So you get a professional involved, and then I can say to Adam, well, I went, you know, 10,000 miles, but I'm probably going to get audited, so let's just put seven. And you can say, no, you can put all 10. It shows it here. You got it tracked. I say, well, I, I bought a new stove and I cook my meals at home so that I can do it while I'm listing. So let's put that down for seven grand, and then you can be like, well, no, we're not going to do that, and this is why. There you go. So I mean, there is wisdom in in hiring somebody that knows what they're doing, so that you don't get in more trouble. Because when the IRS agent comes to the door, or you get flagged twenty years down the road, or whenever it comes out, right? Like you might be doing this for a while and thinking that you're you're uh, grifting them something fierce. They come to the door, and you're on the second stove, and they're like, you've spent $10,000 on stoves in the last 20 years for your business. 
Uh, well, it's your business. Well, I sell things online. But I was cooking my ramen here so that I could eat it. Uh, all of a sudden, that's a big problem. Yes, because someone who spends $7,000 on the stove is cooking ramen, huh? Well, yeah, you got to make up for it somewhere, right? You resell <laughs> some. Some are lean years, some are good years. Or you got your shrimps, right? And you're like, well, I was at Costco's anyways, and I was buying some tennis balls to put online to sell. But while I was there, I picked up the shrimp. And so instead of paying you know, $10, it, it was 15 so I deducted it all. Uh, that little stuff will come back to get you, but if you have somebody that knows what they're doing, they'll, one, make sure you don't make that mistake, and two, if it does happen and the IRS comes to the door, I'm going to say, I don't know, let's go talk with Adam. It's all about reasonability, too. It it's, does it really make sense that, you know, you brought in, I don't know, $30,000, but you have expenses and you lost $27,000? So how does that work? Uh, it's all the numbers game of, of uh, ratios, that's how they look at it. Like they first look at, okay, how much dollars and cents did you have? What's your percentage of cost to get sold? What's your percentage of, of mileage? Mileage is the biggest number one um, thing that people look at, that the IRS looks at and say, well, how is it really fathomable that you only made, you know, 15,000, but yet you drove 27,000 miles? Like, it, it all depends, and that's why you want to make sure that you're doing the right thing. So, when and if you do have an audit, and audits are not awful things. It's obvious it's not something that you want, but most of the time you're never going to see one as a reseller. The only time you're really going to have one is not matching up income on your 1099Ks, especially if you have a couple platforms. You're doing stuff on Amazon, you know, doing different things on um, you know eBay, or um, you know you have a different platform that uh, if you went from managed payments to the, the PayPal. You would just want to make sure you account for everything and then sit back and realize, is this a sustainable business if it continues on this kind of a trend? Well, I do think the other thing is, because we always go to the audit and people are scared of that and don't want to. I'm, I'm sure that's the case, but uh, also people doing their own stuff, I think, might short themselves, too, of like, okay, I'm not going to deduct nearly what I'm available to because yes. I don't want that or have that fear. And, and that's another thing, too. You don't want to shortchange yourself because you are out there being legit. You're doing the things. You're going to the yard sales, the thrift stores, the Walmarts, wherever you're getting your stuff from. Um, you can count a lot of that stuff. When you're talking mileage, you're talking food, you're talking entertainment, you're talking where you're storing in your house, your shipping supplies. The list goes on for a while. And not only do you have to track that and keep you know, expenses and show what you're doing, but... Uh, come the end of the year, you need to be confident enough in what you're doing to know, okay, this is deductible, and I'm not going to shortchange myself because I'm I'm afraid of whatever might happen, yeah. or or well, it's not really a business; it's more of a hobby, and I, you know, I don't want the government. I want to rob them. Yeah, if it is a hobby, then you treat it like a hobby, and you don't take any losses. And I do that with some people. Well. Suspend those losses and carry them forward to a, a certain time period. So if they do make money, they can offset it. But you, the 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 myth of I'm going to start my own side business to save taxes, like eh, no, that's not usually how it works. So well, if you do, it, well, if you do it correctly, right? Like you, you're not doing this to uh, you're doing this to make. Hopefully, you're doing this make to make money. money. That's what I always tell everybody. It's okay to owe a lot in taxes because the only reason you're going to owe a lot in taxes is it means you made a lot of money. Like, I would be okay if I said, here you go, sir, here's $100,000, but you have to give 
Uh, thirty thousand. You have to walk across Legos across the Vegas Strip, and you're like, "Well, it's money. It's it's money, and we'll do it just about." <laughs> Let me go double out of the craps table here in about fifteen minutes if I can just get that in my pocket. Dogecoin. So I had a bolo earlier. He's on this crypto kick, and uh, uh, he's not talking cryptids like your Bigfoots. He's he's talking about some kid's dog. I will tell you one thing that I wish I would have, or I still am thinking about, is reselling those tickets. The uh, tickets that were bought from the Oakland Athletic Games with the cryptocurrency. Can you imagine having those tickets? Like that's the first. I, I mean, and then maybe you should contact those people and see if they will sell it to you. I'm betting it was a digital ticket, but probably a digital ticket. even at that, a screenshot. I don't know. Yeah, you can make it an NFT on the screenshot. Well, that's what I said. And there you go. That's right. And then you're getting into it all. But let me give you. Let me give you. Oh, go ahead. You oh, got I something there? Say, I mean. Derek's close personal Twitter friend Gary V was supposed to come out with a big NFT project today, but my Twitter follower, you mean? I do your Twitter. Follower. Not my friend; he follows me. Yes, it's kind, of, um, it's kind of cute. Just, just like a lot of things. I mean, his project wasn't ready in time, and he says, "Hey, I'm not gonna um, halfway release it. I'm gonna make sure it's fully ready." So, even him, the big boys, like you can have goals in mind. Like Derek, we talked about earlier about listing. Like, go. Make an effort to make something happen. I better make sure he's still following me. I've been saying this for a while. You have been. I I think he still is. Maybe I should follow him back. Maybe you should. Maybe he's feeling like I should uh, follow him back. Yeah, I'll check that for the next episode. All right. Well, you do that, big boy. Um, But yeah, you know, you got to make sure you're ducks in a row and don't just. I mean, you should hit goals and things, but just don't uh, just uh, panty waste around and not do it. Not do the real. Project that you said you would just because that's you know go do make, do it right go make money that's the whole thing do it right the first time so I got a bolo for the people and it's a real one all right and you know in the past my bolos hit they do hit they hit my painter sold he's we he, we talk about him more in the podcast than eBay itself sometimes he he I, I think we should we should get like a royalty fee on everything I think, he says. I, think I think we should get some kickback we, we really started this as two buddies just talking because this is how we talk every day and we now we limit it so it's like we gotta wait till the podcast but. Uh, you know, Derek was selling online. I'm like, well, that sounds cool. Like, I'm going to start doing that. And then our other friends started getting involved, and some of them are more involved than so others. But pretty successful. Everybody's making extra dollars now than, than what they were before. So. But he sold some of his Butterfingers. If you remember, we uh, talked about Butterfingers a while ago. He, he sold I mean, they were one of those things you have to sit on a little bit. He sold them. Candy's hot. He got the, the, the right thing, yeah. the right limited thing. I mean, same with cereals. I don't know if you saw, but... We didn't talk about it on the podcast, but they had uh, a lot of Pokemon cards in certain, uh, I think it was Kellogg's. Yeah, oh, I did see that. People were snagging those up like nothing. They were reselling them. You get the right thing. Um, That's the thing. There's always something. But my father, Everett Denny, who Adam is going to procure on the podcast for the Father's Day episode. Yes. So he's going to get on that, Um, which will be a great episode. Whether or not it's reselling or not, it will be a fun one. And uh, But he's kind of getting into some things, too. Anyways, he works at a uh, like a, a brick and mortar store, uh, a, you know, a hardware type store, right? And so, a lot of the times, and if you use these connections in your life or think about them, you know, people that work in hardware stores, or I keep saying Walmart, Targets, uh, maybe some different kind of places that you know really specialize in what they do, really know or pay attention to what's coming in inventory, that kind of thing. He he turned me on um, a little bit about last year about uh, those bottle lids. If you remember, we had a big bottle lid controversy and, and people were all upset because I was selling the canning bottle lids for 
you know, uh, ten times what they cost. and Canning lids. Canning lids. I was a horrible person. Mason yeah, jar lids. You had a feud with a lady, too. That was. Crazy. I still do. I need to go figure out where she's at and see if she's still in business and if not gloat about how I still am and she's not. People listening that, I'm not a bad person, but sometimes I do bad things. That's one of the bad things I do. But I'm really nice once you get to know me. But if you cross me, you know, we might have a, a Hatfield and McCoy type grudge going for a you little bit. You don't want to cross Just me. like the guy that, that sell my card, I sold him at a discount that I brought up not but 20 minutes ago. But anyways, uh, no, I'm a, I'm a good guy, Adam. I'm, I, you know, I give you good advice and, and things. If I have to convince you I'm a good guy, I'm probably I'm not. But anyway... So he tells me about these lids, and they, they skyrocket. I didn't buy enough. I should have. He likes the Neko wafers, and the business, the company was going out of business, so I started selling the Neko wafers. I got the Mary Jane candies down the road. I sold them for $200 for, like, six boxes of candy. So anyways, my dad's in tune, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Everett Denny knows what's up. So the other day, he sends me a text, and he says, Hey, just so you know, if you can get chlorine tablets or any kind of chlorine, you're going to want to buy those. They're going to be a major bolo. Hmm. So I put it in my head, okay. But the problem is I have my full-time job. Me and Adam have a side thing going that's pretty major. We got the podcast going that's kind of major. The podcast got shut down. And I had to put it all back up and re-edit it. That turned into be kind of major. Uh, I got, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm taking a, a class to become a, a class ACDL driver, which is a little more intense than probably time-consuming than I thought. Just, there's tons of things going on, right? Plus, my wife wants to see me. Plus, you know, we got to eat. We don't know why. And then things sell on eBay, and I got to package them and get them out. So, turns out, you know, dividing up time and trying to get things listed is kind of a little more difficult than I thought. Yeah. So, I don't really have the free time to drive around to the chlorine emporiums, to uh, Pools R Us, or wherever you find this stuff to buy this. Point of the story is... The factory that makes all the chlorine or imports all the chlorine or has all the chlorine in America burnt down. Whoa. So there's no chlorine. It's a real shortage right now. We're coming up on summertime. People are finally able to get back together. People are finally able to go on vacations. People are finally able to move around the country a little more than last year. And a lot of people are booking trips and trying to do this. One of the things that people like is swimming pools at hotels so you can drop off the kids at the pool like Adam likes to do in his free time. He's always telling me about how he's dropping off the kids at the pool. Holy crap, you're not kidding. And I know you enjoy that activity. So anyways, um, if you can find chlorine right now, and there's probably not a lot of it around, but you know some of those older stores or where things don't go, and a lot of people use it to treat their local pools or hot tubs or that kind of thing, you can't find this. And if you can, it's very expensive. So, very major bolo right now. I'm sharing it with you guys. I've been holding on to it for a few weeks because I wanted to score it myself. Not going to be able to do it. Go find chlorine in whatever form you can get it. Sell it on eBay. Thank me later. Take me out for some shrimps. Take me to that French garter where Adam's going with Griff or whatever. What was that? French laundry? French laundry, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So, major bolo, Adam. What do you think? Wow. I'm just looking on here. I mean, there's... There's several hundred dollars for these larger, uh, you know, tablets, these 30, 40-pound things. I mean, they're expensive, so... Well, here's the thing. Word hasn't quite got out. People are just finding out they can't order it in and stuff. So a lot of these businesses and hotels and rich people and Hollywoods and recreational centers and cities don't quite know that they can't get it yet. So the prices are already where they're at now. Where are they going to become peak summertime? Because this isn't something that can just be mass-produced quickly. So, 
Uh, I'd go to those hardware stores. If you do have, like, if you're in an area now, there's probably a lot of the pool-type stores know about this now, but you want to find those places that haven't caught on to this being a, a big crisis, right? Probably not down at your Walmart, but, you know, more of like your Ace Hardware stores or your mom pa type hardware stores across the nation. If I was a smart man, I would have said this, me and I would have got a Sprinter van and we would have drove coast to coast. Of course, we don't have the time for it. We don't have the time and the smarts because I should I just thought about that. But so, so move on that, people, and you can thank me later. Like I said, take me out to dinner, buy me a pizza, whatever it is. Yeah, if you can get your hand on those chlorine tablets, I think there's some real dollars to be made there. So that's uh, D-Roy's Bolo minus the Doge. Unfortunately, it's a little higher than what it used to be, so who knows about that? And I've got his pinky feet, finger pointed directly to the moon. Uh, yeah, yes. But d man, it's been a good, quick week. Like I said, we had a great time uh, talking with Griff. Um, that came up. So Derek did say we've got a couple things, uh, some irons in the fire, um, wheelchair stuff's going great. Um, like I said, that's been really fun. Can, can I ask you something about wheelchair? I know you're trying to wrap me down, but oh, no. yeah. the best kept secret, and it was a secret to me until I got in your truck one day, can we talk about Shark Tank? Yeah, we can, we can talk about Shark Tank. We've been holding this close to the vest. I didn't know the whole thing, but a lot of people I think will be interested because a lot of people listen to these podcasts are like me and you, same mindset, and these kind of people watch the Shark Tank uh, TV show. Yes. So speaking of the uh, wheelchair, I got into Adam's uh, truck once again a few months ago. This might have been pre-COVID for a while. It, it was. Was it pre-COVID? Because I've got the, a few months ago. So I've got a the Shark Tank wristband up by on the on the mantle. Over so here. I was. Uh, we were driving to go get us a. We were going to try a Whopper and an Impossible Whopper in the break of a show. <laughs> yeah, that was a while. And uh, we're going for a ride. And just next door, town over, well, we're just trying to come off an episode or, or in between episodes, I don't remember which. And I'm kind of looking in the console, there's a shirt band, uh, I thought it was a lanyard, but it must have been a wristband. wristband. And I'm like, what's this? And you're like, oh, uh. Went to Shark Tank. And went to Shark Tank over the weekend. I'm like, what do you mean you went to Shark Tank over the weekend? So, uh, let's fill us in on this story. I was waiting to see where it went, and I had it wrote down in my notes. And every time I see it, I'm like, oh, we're out of time. Oh, we're out of time. I need to bring that up. People are going to find this interesting, Adam. So, why don't you just break it down, how it went down. Um, kit and caboodle, as we, the kids are saying. We can do that. So, um, I said, uh, as an account, um, I mean, I like doing what I do. I, I like doing accounting stuff. Um, most of it happens for four months, and then after that I get, you know, kind of bored and I want to do other things, and I deal with a lot of uh, clients that have a business, started a business, and I've always wanted to do that kind of thing. So I have over the years started a couple different things and, um, you know, just learning. And a couple years ago I had some friends that had a, a, an off-road wheelchair just sitting in their shop and, I went in and saw it. I said, that's the coolest thing ever. I don't know how we're going to, but we're going to start making a lot of those and selling them. So, you know, you have a concept, you have an idea, you have to get some sales. We had done some of it, and, and you know, the end goal is, you know, you, you want to sell a lot of them as quick as possible. And, and getting the hype on like a Shark Tank type show is one way to do that. And we have a wonderful product. It helps a lot of people. Um, and at the same time, it's also a product that, that makes money, and, and um, helping people is great. Like, the more money you make, the more help people you can help. That's just kind of the way the world works. Um, at the beginning, we were giving away a lot of things and, you know, putting a lot of money into it. So, 
Anyways, I looked and I said, you know what, I'm gonna give Shark Tank a call, like see what we can do. Then open audition that just happened to be uh, about five days after I looked it up. So this was back in December. No, I think it was was it December or January. I think it was January of last year. It was it was it was January of 2020. So pre-COVID, it was like right around you know the second or third week in January. And I, I told my my partner, I says, hey, let's let's go. Um, I made, I had him wear his, uh, his, like, for, he's a firefighter, that's what he made it for, he made the chair, but I had him wear the wrong firefighter outfit. I should have had him come in, in his out, you know, like his, uh, run into a building type fire stuff, I didn't, I had him wear his nice thing, and looking back, it was a wrong decision, you know, everybody thought, he was pushing me around, they, they thought it was like a valet or something. <laughs> well, because you were in Las Vegas, yeah, right? If you'd yeah. been... Yeah. Somewhere else, maybe it would have been. And so we go to the Venetian, and we line up. Like, you have to be, we had to fill out this big, long packet. It had to, you know, pre-have it done. Um, you had to pre-register to be there. You had a certain time period. You had to go and get a wristband. Like, we had to sit in line to get a wristband to be able to do it. It was really weird. Like, there's probably, I don't know, a thousand different people in there, like different groups ready to pitch. They had the front table where they had four different people that you would present to, kind of in one of those big ballroom-type things. We waited around. The cool thing was just walking around, talking to other people. There were a lot of people who were like, what in the heck is that, or, or what is that? Um, and it was weird because then it was the COVID year, so you didn't really kind of get to see a lot of results. But, but anyways, they told you you had uh, like a minute pitch to basically give them your ideas, and then there'd be kind of a Q&A. And we practiced and practiced. Um, you know, I'm pretty free-spirited. Um, a lot of times it, it works well, but in certain situations I need to be more concise. Um, and so that's what we did. We practiced. We got ready. Myself and my partner, we kind of went back and forth. So then we go to pitch our idea, and we don't even get like 20 seconds into it. The guy starts asking me questions, and I'm like, hold on, I'm not done yet. Like I haven't hit the big line. I, 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 you know, and he's asking us questions, and I knew all the numbers and everything, and I thought it went really well. I really did. I thought it went really well. Um, they never called us back. They never did anything, um, which, you know, to each your own. Well, that's how it goes, right? It's, it's a long shot, but, you know, I've done another online application this year, um, we sent it in, so I learned a lot. Like I said, it was definitely interesting. I got to talk to Mindy from casting. She's the one that puts everybody on the show, so I talked to her personally. She wasn't the one that we pitched to. There was another guy, but it, it was cool. I mean, it was a good experience. Well, I just thought it was an interesting story, and, and just because you didn't get on or whatever, it's like we talked about, you went to bat, right? You took a swing, and after that point, it's out of your hands. Like whether or not you get on or not, it's kind of like a lottery ticket. But and I did some, I did taxes for a company that actually was accepted on there. Um, they had a product years and years ago that was accepted, so I kind of got to see the the accounting process. And and the funny part is, is that many years ago, I think that they were still even Shark Tank was still kind of in that new phase, and um, their accounting was not very good. <laughs> and, and then I had another company a couple of years later that we did some things with, so. It was a cool thing. Like I said, you don't know unless you try. And like I said, we gave it the old swing, and and nothing came of it. But you know what? We're we're that much bigger, better, stronger, faster. I mean, you said nothing, but you learned from it. Your oh, company yeah. has grown from it. I'm yes. sure 
Uh, when you give other pitches now, you have a lot more of a, a pitch together because you had to put it together for the show. We did. Uh, you signed all the paperwork in your life away, so next time you know what you're looking for and what you're signing. Yes. Uh, I didn't know if we had a non-compete or something we can't talk about it on the show. Oh, That's no, why we I, kinda, can, we can I dropped it for about this long. I thought, it's a good story. It's it's past the one year um, and non-disclosure, which we didn't sign one. So. Whether or not it was something that was you yeah. know was still in the works, TV moved slow. I just thought it was a good time to bring it up because our people out there listen, they like that kind of stuff. Which it is super, super secretive if they do pick you. Like, the next step is we'd have to fly out there to pitch. Not even, it's like a pre-pitch. Like, you go out there, you, you know, you do some things. You don't even film in front of anyone else. You basically do a mock one, and then they'd fly you back out there. But that all kibosh because of COVID. So. Yeah, we, a uh, long time ago, went to Let's Make a Deal. And it was kind of, it's different. It's not Shark Tank, I get it. But they have you basically sign your life away and say, Hey, if uh, you say anything before this airs or put it on your social media or anything like that, uh, you're not getting nothing. So uh, keep the mouth shut. Yeah, don't don't be saying nothing. So, but no, that was it was a good good fun experience. So, like I said, if you've got an idea, you've tried doing something, you never know. Like it just it just takes one that right person at the right time to say that's a great idea. That's the thing. It's going back to the tax talk or whatever. There's a lot of people that get in their own head or listen to other people about. Well, you'll never get on. Why would they pick you? Why would you? Don't worry about it, right? Like, they're not going to pick you if you don't do it. They're not going to buy your item if you don't list it. They're not going to buy that if you don't buy it to sell. Why would anyone buy that from you? That's what people would have said to me about a Rocky. Uh, might be a rookie card out, out of a uh, <coughs> WWF trivia game, right? And I start selling them, and now they're saying, why did you sell it for so cheap? Don't you know what people would pay for those? So don't cut yourself short. Don't think just because no one else is doing it or very few people are doing it that there's not a market there or that it can't be done. Or, you know, I can't have an eBay store. I can't make it to the post office every day. I can't figure this out. You can and you will. So keep going. If I took uh, what people told me, I wouldn't be married to my wife right now and I wouldn't be hanging out with Derek because both of those people said, man, this guy's weird. Well, what are you doing here? Well, even our buddy Pelly, right, how we, how we met... You had to wear him down to where I'd ever meet you. That he thought, "Why won't this kid leave me alone? What's his problem?" And now he's now now he's an integral part of the inner circle, top top of the list. So there you go, D. Roy. Uh, there are two things in life that are for certain. That would be uh, death piles and uh, make sure to do your taxes, folks. Copyright is wrong With lots of dedication